The World Health Organization wants to become the tip of the spear for a global dictatorship, and you're not hearing anything about it from the fake media. But stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Behind the Deep State. I'm your host, Alex Newman, and I'm so pleased that you could join us. I hope you're going regularly to thenewamerican.com. I hope you've subscribed to our print magazine. But, folks, today I want to tell you about a story that is absolutely critical. Uh, We've talked about the deep state before on this program, and it's involvement in the World Health Organization. In fact, it goes back to the very beginning. Uh, In fact, just a few weeks ago, we talked to you about the World Health Organization plan to come up with a global mental health regime that uh, you can almost guarantee will one day be weaponized against conservatives, Christians, people who don't like globalism, people who think all of this is total madness. Well, uh, it gets worse from there. And the World Health Organization, in partnership with the Biden administration, is working on one of the most spectacular power grabs we've ever seen at the global level. And almost nobody outside of the alternative media is talking about it. Uh, We here at The New American have done several interviews, and I'll mention them as we go through here. Uh, And you can go watch those whole uh, interviews with top experts. But I want to give you kind of the, the... quick rundown about what they're planning, about uh, what the implications of that are for our freedom, for our ability to govern ourselves, for our national sovereignty, and then finally, what you can do to stop this incredible power grab before it's too late. Now, uh, the World Health Organization, as you know, and we did a whole episode on this, is literally run by a former leader of an ethno-Marxist terrorist group. And that's not my opinion. That is a fact. Uh, his name is Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, and uh, he was on the Politburo of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, an actual ethno-Marxist terrorist group that was hoping to exterminate certain other people groups in Ethiopia that they didn't get along with. Well, thanks to lots and lots of help from the mass murdering dictatorship in communist China, there's, I think, a little bit of a spiritual connection there, even though communists don't believe in spirits, uh, but there's a, a connection there. And uh, the communist Chinese regime got this clown installed as the head of the World Health Organization. He's the guy who at least served as the puppet, as the front man for the deep state's total assault on freedom over the last two years. Well, now in partnership with the Biden regime, he is leading the charge to amend something known as the International Health Regulations. And that sounds really obscure and insignificant, but it's not. Uh, Basically, I want you to think Shanghai. You remember we did an episode a few weeks ago about what was going on in Shanghai. Uh, Total enslavement. Uh, Drones running around barking orders at you. Robot dogs telling you to get back in your house and stop singing. People jumping out of windows. No food. You couldn't even go to the grocery store. Uh, Imagine Shanghai, but on a global level. Okay, because that's ultimately what these totalitarian deep state freaks envision. Uh, It is truly the emergence of the new world order that you've heard Joe Biden and so many others discuss. Here's Joe Biden again as a quick reminder. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people dying, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there. All right, guys. So the World Health Organization already has all kinds of draconian powers, and we really saw that come out clearly and obviously over the last two years. They issued recommendations to governments around the world after conveniently telling everybody that it was no big deal and that Chinese should continue getting on airplanes and flying to Italy and flying to New York and flying to California so they could spread COVID all over the place, created in a Wuhan laboratory funded by the criminal Dr. Fauci. Uh, So after that, then the World Health Organization said, oh, no, wait, this is actually really serious. We need you all to wear diapers on your face. We need you to shut down your businesses shut down your schools. Of course, you can still go get abortions, but uh, and you can still go protest and burn down your cities if it's for Black Lives Matter. But absolutely no church, 
absolutely no local businesses. Right? That, that's where all this came from, folks, was the World Health Organization and the global predator class behind it. So you know they had a lot of power. Uh, just a few years earlier, uh, when Barack Hussein Obama was still president, the World Health Organization, again under the leadership of a communist Chinese operative, Margaret Chan, determined that there was a public health emergency of international concern taking place in the Ivory Coast. So they decided we're going to quarantine this whole country. We're going to declare medical martial law. The Obama regime even sent American troops to go help the UN enforce medical martial law against the people of the Ivory Coast. And if you think they wouldn't do that to you, you've got another thing coming. Now, under these changes that they're proposing for the international health regulations, they wouldn't even have to ask your government's permission to do what they want to you. That's one of the many big changes that would come through if these 13 amendments are adopted. And folks, they're going to be voted on really, really, really soon. May 22nd through May 28th is when they're meeting in Geneva, the World Health Assembly's 75th uh, meeting. In Geneva, they're going to be voting on these things. And um, even though this is huge, even though this literally threatens the freedom of every person on the planet and the national sovereignty of almost every single national government on the planet, you have heard not a peep about this, not from the clowns at Fox News, not from uh, certainly not from CNN or MSNBC or any of the big networks, right? A few alternative media outlets are talking about it. Leo Homan, the journalist, uh, some of the people we've interviewed are talking about it. Some of the alternative shows are talking about it. Uh, in fact, uh, Steve Bannon just had on uh, Michelle Bachman to talk about this. So the word is getting out little by little. But uh, folks, this is so, so critical. And the fake media is almost completely quiet about it. But even with that silence, the word is getting out thanks to the work of activists, thanks to the people uh, who we have interviewed, thanks to the great uh, alternative media outlets that are getting that out. But we're really down to the wire, folks. Now, uh, one of the big uh, attacks on our freedom is coming through something called the Pandemic Treaty. Now, we're not going to focus on that today. It's a, it's a separate issue. It's a related issue. It's a separate one. It's very, very critical. But today I want to spend our time talking about these amendments to the international health regulations because that is the most urgent threat. That's what's going to be voted on. Uh, in a matter of weeks or even days, depending on when you are seeing this. Now, a little bit of a background. The World Health Organization created what they call the International Health Regulations about 15 years ago. Uh, this was approved by the World Health Assembly for the first time in 2005, and then by 2007 or so, most of the governments of the world had agreed to it. Uh, and it's already pretty draconian, right? Depending on who you talk to, um, this basically is the genesis of the global health tyranny. Uh, what these regulations do is they allow the uh, organization to make recommendations on totalitarian policies that governments uh, are then strongly encouraged to follow. But under these uh, new amendments, they wouldn't have to. So say they wanted to come after the United States, say they didn't like Trump. Trump withdrew from the World Health Organization. We reelected him uh, in 2024. And uh, then Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, the communist terrorist, decided, hey, uh, I don't like America. I think there's possibly an international, uh, an emergency, a public health emergency of international concern in America. So we're going to have to do our magic. And no, we're not going to ask the U.S. government. No, we're not going to ask the American people. We're just going to do it because these regulations proposed by the Obama or by the Oh, Biden administration. Uh, it's pretty easy to confuse the two. You never know who's running what. Uh, but thanks to these regulations, they would be able to do it without even so much as talking to our government if our government was not interested in participating. And folks, there's virtually no limits on this, right? There doesn't actually have to be a real pandemic going on. Uh, as long as it, quote unquote, could present significant harm to humans, then you can shut it down. Okay, maybe churches present a significant harm to humans. I mean, that could be anything, obesity, mental health, smoking, right? 
pick your fake scandal. So uh, the, what this, uh, what these amendments would do is they would remove the language from the international health regulations that require the nations targeted to uh, tolerate or consent to whatever crazy programs that the World Health Organization wants to recommend. So once the emergency is declared, again, whether the government or not, uh, whether the government agrees or not, uh, then the WHO starts partnering with the UN and the UN Food Agency and the UN uh, Environment Agency, the UN Agriculture Agency, the UN Aviation Industry, shut down your air travel, uh, maybe even the UN peacekeeping troops if you're really uncooperative. And uh, basically, we turn Dr. Tedros into a global health dictator. Okay, uh, it's especially troubling when you consider again the background of this incredible character, Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, who incidentally is not even a medical doctor. Yeah, true story. Now, um, a lot of people are speaking out about this. Fortunately, one of the people that we interviewed about this is Dr. Peter Bregan. He's a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, uh, often called the conscience of psychiatry. In fact, it was largely thanks to the work uh, that he was doing that lobotomies and electroshock torture masquerading as mental health treatments fell out of favor some decades ago. Uh, he's a good man. Uh, you, you know, If you watched our episode on psychiatry, you know I'm not a big fan of psychiatry. You know, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. But Dr. Peter Bregan does seem like a good man, and he has proven his credentials. Uh, he actually published a, a best-selling book recently with his wife and some of the great people that we've interviewed here on this program, including Dr. Peter McCullough. Uh, it's called COVID-19 and the Global Predators. We are the prey. And uh, I mean, if you could summarize what happened over the last two years in one sentence, that's it right there. And uh, what uh, Dr. Bregan told us is that this these amendments to the World Health Organization's international health regulations are a major step toward a global government led by what he describes as the global predator class. He says these changes would put enormous new power into the hands of unelected technocrats that would be exercised whether the target nation agreed or not. Uh, this uh, These amendments allow the WHO to uh, work with other governments and organizations to deal with these health crises, even if it's against the nation's wishes. And uh, again, these are not limited to actual pandemics, right? Uh, here's what Dr. Bregan said. Under the WHO's approach, it would be difficult to find any important national issue that was not a potential health problem, right? Um, with the imminent passage of these American-sponsored amendments to the international health regulations, WHO will have free reign for using these expansive definitions of health to call a crisis over anything it wishes in any nation it desires. Uh, he says that if this were to pass and if the American people were to elect again an anti-globalist government, you can be almost sure that America would be in the crosshairs. Uh, he actually describes these amendments as, uh, and I'm quoting again here, a great step toward America voluntarily forfeiting its sovereignty to the new world order or great reset. He also says that without strong opposition, the ratification of these amendments is a foregone conclusion. So uh, that's how urgent this situation is, folks. And again, I'm going to tell you before we wrap up today how you can get involved in stopping this. Um, it's actually even worse than just losing our sovereignty. OK, uh, what this does is it hands over all these new powers and authorities to this global predator class, these elites who are not interested in the slightest in your health, right? Not even the tiniest bit. They publicly say there's too many of us and they want to get rid of us. Uh, and so if this passes, uh, we would be not just forfeiting our sovereign powers to the global predators, but uh, handing all these powers to the Communist Party of China, to, to the supporters of the Great Reset, to Bill Gates, to Klaus Schwab, to these huge tax-exempt foundations, to the big pharmaceutical companies that are ripping us off. And he goes on to say that Western civilization, and mainly the United States, is all that stands in strong opposition to the globalist takeover of the world called the New World Order or the Great Reset. 
So, folks, they're dead serious. That's what they are planning. Uh, and he said uh, the WHO, again, Dr. Peter Reagan, was highly effective during COVID-19 in implementing the aims of the global predators, led by groups around the world, by Bill Gates and the Communist Chinese Party. He calls it a terror campaign, an organized assault against the self-governing nations of what was once known as the Western world. Uh, he says this purposely resulted in the vast weakening of any potentially anti-globalist, freedom-oriented, patriotic nations, including the U.S., Great Britain, Australia, Canada, and others. And he says that that success may explain why these global predators are choosing the WHO as the vehicle to deliver this potentially lethal blow to the sovereignty of the world's nations. And uh, folks, if you thought it was bad during COVID, wait until these maniacs get all these new powers to bypass your own government and bring it into play. Now, another expert we interviewed for this story, and you can find the story, by the way, at thenewamerican.com, was Dr. Dr. Astrid Stuckelberger. Now, uh, some of you watched that interview. If you haven't yet, I highly recommend it. Uh, she is a prominent epidemiologist, and uh, she also was an international health scientist in Geneva and even a former WHO official. But of course, she became a whistleblower and is now sounding the alarm about what is going on there with her former employer, which she says has now become a global force behind so much of the tyranny that enveloped our planet during COVID. Now, the situation is already bad, right? She says that that uh, even during COVID, before these amendments were passed, uh, the WHO used fear-mongering to issue these directives that she says were totally not commensurate with the situation. Uh, and then she says that uh, with what we saw through the WHO and Bill Gates, they've moved now clearly, she says, into global governance. Uh, she said that the way they're handling the WHO is not like they're coordinating member states that can decide for themselves. Uh, they basically have created this one global model that uh, everybody should obey, this one single standard. And uh, she says they're now taking more and more power of the world as the only organization able to direct epidemic preparedness and pandemic plan intervention. So, um, folks, this is happening. Uh, she did talk a little bit about the pandemic treaty. She mentioned the guide to the pandemic treaty that they have already put out that uh, basically lays the groundwork for this. And again, we'll, we'll probably do an updated episode on the global pandemic treaty when the time comes. But first, we just wanted to make you aware of these incredibly dangerous amendments to the IHR. Uh, Dr. Stuckelberger said that these people are so sneaky, they're going to use this instrument. And she says the instrument most likely to be adopted the quickest is are these changes to the international health regulations. Uh, she did point out something really interesting as well, that the World Health Organization has a constitution. Uh, constitution is something that we normally think of as governments having, right? Governments have constitutions, not organizations. But uh, she believes that this is uh, in place so that the WHO can truly become uh, a center of global government. Uh, she says, and it actually quotes from the Constitution. I'll, I'll give you some of that uh, in just a moment. But basically, the WHO Constitution uh, is a recipe for tyranny. It's a blank check for total tyranny and control. Uh, one of the things it does is it, is it purports to enshrine what it calls a fundamental right to the highest attainable standard of health. Uh, it goes on to say that this is only possible with the fullest cooperation of individuals and states. In other words, uh, whatever we think you need to give you the highest attainable standard of health as we define it, whether that be injecting your kids with 87 COVID vaccine boosters or whether that be uh, you know, giving you a lobotomy because we think your mental health is, is not working correctly, uh, hey, 
you know, you have a right to that and you shall submit to it. OK, uh, that is what they mean by this, folks. Um, when they talk about a right, they mean something very differently than a right, as we understand it in America, that God gave you a right to your own conscience, to speak freely, to uh, petition your government, to carry arms in your defense, to, to control the fruits of your labor and own your property. Uh, these are God given rights. Right. What we're talking about with the WHO is government granted privileges enforced at the barrel of a gun. Okay, totally different animals that we're dealing with here. Now, if you go to Article 21 of the WHO Constitution, it purports to empower the World Health Assembly to adopt regulations on everything from sanitary and quarantine requirements for, to standards for diagnosing diseases. Uh, this is literally what made possible the tyranny that we saw beginning in early 2020 in supposed response to COVID, right? You wonder how, how did they convince the whole world to use these idiotic PCR tests that even the inventor, Kerry Mullis, I'm gonna show you the video, uh, said is not a diagnostic tool. Watch Kerry Mullis. What is it, what, what is it about humanity that, 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 that wants to go to the, all the details and stuff and listen, you know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking, you know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face, nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy and he doesn't understand medicine. And he, doesn't, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people and they don't know anything about what's going on at the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. So how did the WHO and, and uh, the clowns that support them, like Fauci and the NIH, uh, how did they convince the whole world to use PCR tests? Well, this WHO constitution gives it all away. Uh, so when Dr. Stuckelberger says uh, we need to be liberated from the United Nations, I couldn't agree more. And uh, both Dr. Bregan and uh, Dr. Stuckelberger both said, look, folks, if you're out there, if you're listening, get in touch with your elected officials, get in touch with your government, get in touch with attorneys, get in touch with everybody, share this with your family and friends, because folks, if we don't speak out, if we don't stop this, it is not going to stop. Now, don't think they're going to stop at these international health regulations or even the pandemic treaty. Uh, they are going as far and as fast as they can, as quickly as they can to gather all sorts of new powers. Uh, they literally want to make the WHO into basically the global CDC, the global Department of Health and Human Services with coercive powers far beyond anything we could even imagine. They're already, folks, they're already now, even before they've got this madness on the books, talking about sanctions against nations that defy the WHO. In fact, WHO Chief Tedros, yeah, the former communist terrorist, uh, he actually claimed, and I'm quoting here, that maybe exploring the sanctions may be important. Okay, uh, he's not the only one. Uh, the health minister of Germany, Jens Spahn, uh, actually argued that, and I'm quoting here, countries that fail to follow up on their commitments to the WHO should face sanctions. And folks, if you think these people are just fringe kooks, you're not paying attention, these represent the mainstream view among the global elites, the global predator class. If you don't comply with your globalist overlords at the WHO, you must be punished. Now, less than a year ago, uh, Dr. Tedros, yes, the former communist terrorist, I'm not going to stop saying that because it's true. Uh, lots of people have died as a result of his barbaric behavior uh, as uh, one of the leaders of the terrorist group. And then later, is in, during his service to the mass murdering communist dictatorship that enslaved Ethiopia, he served as a health minister and as a, uh, a foreign minister. One of his jobs was to track down journalists overseas that were saying mean things about this mass murdering dictatorship. But anyway, Dr. Tedros put together an independent UN panel. Yeah, independent. Uh-huh. Independent. Mm -hmm. So uh, this independent panel of high-level UN worshiping globalists 
Uh, they actually claimed that the health agency needs to be empowered financially and politically. Uh, this empowering, they said, needs to include making the WHO more independent, creating new capacities. And when they say capacities, they mean giving new powers to the WHO uh, and even establishing, and I'm quoting here, a new international system for surveillance, right? You thought that contact tracing of COVID was bad. Wait till they get done, right? If you go on to read that UN report, what you'll find is that they believe COVID could have been a lot less bad if we had all just submitted to global tyranny uh, through the WHO. They also argue in favor of the precautionary principle. Now, this is, I, you know, I, I recognize this term instantly because I've been following the UN climate clown car around the world for the last decade. And uh, what they do with this precautionary principle is they say, well, there might be some harm. And so let's just impose the tyranny just in case there's some harm. And then if there is some harm as a result of that tyranny uh, or, or as a result of that problem, then, hey, the tyranny saved you. And if not, well, you know, we were at least careful and precautionary. So that's what they want to do now with the WHO. They want to implement the precautionary principle in medicine. So if there maybe possibly could potentially be a, a health threat, then the WHO needs to step in and save us us all from the alleged danger. Now, if you want to know uh, how these people feel about the world and government, uh, you can just keep on reading the report, right? They talk about the communist Chinese response to COVID as wonderful and uh, the Western worlds and uh, the kind of the countries that still have some semblance of rights and freedoms and rule of law as uh, being partly at least responsible for COVID being devastating. Uh, and of course, this is exactly the narrative that we knew they were going to sell us. If we go back to that 2010 Rockefeller report on scenarios and technology and international development. Uh, one of their scenarios, lockstep, involved this hypothetical pandemic coming out of China. And one of the things that they imagined happening was communist China would use terrible tyranny to stop the pandemic. And that would be really successful, while the nations of the West, like the United States, would not. And so they would suffer the consequences. Again, folks, this is the mindset of the people coming up with these insane recommendations. Uh, and even as these battles are raging, the WHO totalitarians are scheming to take away even your most basic and fundamental rights, right? Uh, WHO is right now working on and has been working on for the last two years efforts at the global level to silence what they claim is misinformation and disinformation and conspiracy theories. Now, if you've been paying any attention for the last two years, you know all the things they said were misinformation, disinformation, and conspiracy things back in 2020 and 2021 uh, are today's commonly accepted wisdom, right? Who was it that warned you that these vaccines were not effective? Oh yeah, that was us at The New American interviewing some of the top doctors and experts in the world. What did we get in exchange for doing that service for humanity? We got uh, strikes from the fascists at YouTube because they were obeying the WHO. We got misinformation. We got lacking context. We got all this stuff from these uh, totalitarian freaks out in the Silicon Valley. And it turns out we were right, right? And everybody knows we were right now. Um, so uh, this is what the WHO is doing, though, and this is what they say they're doing. And I'm going to quote uh, Dr. Tedros here. The uh, WHO put out a release and they said, uh, Dr. Tedros said, we're not just battling the virus, we're battling also the trolls and the conspiracy theorists that push misinformation and undermine the outbreak response. So how do you feel to know that a communist terrorist backed by a the most murderous dictatorship in all of human history is battling people who say things that they don't like? Do you feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside? <laughs> Folks, this is where they are going with this. Now, incidentally, Speaking of misinformation, I caught the WHO years ago and I actually copied their slides in case they tried to hide it later, literally encouraging doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals to lie to parents about vaccines. 
right? Uh, they even had sample question and answer, like uh, you know, when parents say, Is, aren't there any health risks from vaccines? Oh, no, you're supposed to say there are no risks to, uh, to the vaccine, which is absolute baloney, and everybody knows it's baloney. All you got to do is get a vaccine package insert, and you'll realize very quickly there are lots of negative potential side effects. In fact, the U.S. Dollar, the US government has paid out billions of dollars in damages to people who proved they or their children were harmed or killed by vaccines. So why is the WHO, on the one hand, telling people to lie to encourage people to take injections that they may not want, and on the other hand, claiming that they're battling misinformation and disinformation by silencing you on the internet? Something doesn't add up here, folks, and I don't think you have to be a doctor or a fake doctor to understand that we're being deceived here. Now, um, in this uh, memo to the World Health Organization by U.S. Health and Human Services Assistant Secretary for Global Affairs, Lois Pace, and no, that's not the guy who dresses as a woman. Uh, I forget his name now. Uh, the assistant secretary of health or whatever, uh, Levine, right? I think he, he calls himself Rachel. Um, it, it, incidentally, these are the people who who claim that you are spreading misinformation. Right? <laughs> yes, the same people who think men can get pregnant are the people accusing you of spreading misinformation. I know the irony is just mind boggling. But anyways, in this memo that uh, this uh, health and human services assistant secretary for global affairs sent to the WHO, he claimed that almost 50 governments were supporting this proposal. Those include all the members of the European Union, also uh, major governments like the government of India, Australia, Japan, Canada, the United Kingdom. And under normal circumstances, after the initial scheme is accepted, again, that's they hope is going to happen between May 22nd and May 28th, governments would have 18 months to withdraw. Well, they've changed that to six months. I don't know why, but I have some ideas. So Governments will have six months to uh, change their mind about this. And if not, the globalists and the self-proclaimed experts in international law consider this to be part of international law. And that means you are expected to obey them. Now, uh, because there are already inter existing international agreements that have been approved by our Congress, by our Senate through the WHO, um, in some cases, you know, decades ago, uh, the UN considers that these updates to its international health regulations are just part of an existing treaty. They don't believe that they're going to have to go ask our U.S. Senate for ratification, which incidentally, our Constitution requires that all international agreements be properly ratified by the Senate. You need two thirds of the senators to approve something like this, to provide their advice and consent. Uh, but they think, well, you know, we, we did it with the climate thing, right? We just tacked on new crazy stuff to the old crazy stuff that they ratified years ago. So hey, we'll just do it again, right? Executive agreements. Uh, and that's what they're hoping to do here. But there are several problems with that. First and foremost, again, the Senate has to ratify things for them to actually be considered binding. But even if, like, just say hypothetically, they somehow managed to blackmail and bribe and bludgeon and terrorize enough members of the U.S. Senate to ratify this monstrosity. It's still, as far as I'm concerned, a giant joke. Uh, there's several constitutional issues that we need to think about here, right? Uh, first and foremost, the U.S. government doesn't have the power to do these types of things, and that means they can't give that power to anybody else, right? Uh, if you don't have the power to uh, terrorize people into taking vaccines, if you don't have the power to lock down entire villages, states, countries, whatever, you can't tell the World Health Organization that you're going to give them that power because you never had that power to begin with. Just like if I don't have the power to go rob my neighbor, I don't have the power to tell somebody else to go rob my neighbor. Same exact principle here, right? The U.S. government has no constitutional authority to do these things. Therefore, or they have no constitutional authority to delegate these sorts of authorities to anyone else. Okay, The U.S. government was the creation of the states. 
The states gave it certain defined powers. You can find them in Article 1, Section 8. Those are the powers of Congress, and Congress has all legislative powers. And if it's not in there, they don't have that power. Okay, It's pretty simple. And so uh, right off the bat, we can see that uh, the U.S. government lacks the authority to do this. Uh, and even the U.S. Supreme Court has pointed this out. Back in 1957, they, they ruled in Reed versus Covert, the U.S. government could not grant itself new powers just by approving an international agreement. And you'd think that would be pretty obvious, pretty common sense. You don't think you'd need nine guys in weird robes to tell you that, but apparently you did. Uh, so anyways, the U.S. Supreme Court said that. And of course, Thomas Jefferson pointed that out as well in 1803. This is what he said. I say to the same as to the opinion of those who consider the grant of the treaty making power as boundless. If it is, then we have no constitution. Right. In other words, um, if the government can give itself whatever new powers it wants just by signing an international agreement with some other government or some international organization, uh, we have no constitution. The government is not limited at all. They could do anything they want. Now, I did contact the World Health Abomination for comment, got nothing back. I also contacted the Biden regime's Department of Health and Human Services. Again, nothing back. I called them. I left them emails. I did everything possible to get in touch. And not even so much as a, we got your thing. We're, we're going to see what we can do. Nothing. Right. Total radio silence. They got who knows how many ridiculous bureaucrats on the payroll in their communications and media department, but they don't actually have time to do any communications or media relations with people who are actually curious about what's going on. Now, uh, another person that we interviewed at The New American, James Roguski. He uh, has been one of the first to sound the alarm about these international health agreements. I have interviewed him as well. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he's doing a lot of important work in shining the light on this. I'd say probably more than anybody, he has dug out the information and shared it. Uh, but he is calling on people to resist this madness while it's still possible. And if you haven't seen that video, go check it out. And uh, finally, folks, I want to share with you something that you can do right this moment to try to derail this. So the John Birch Society is an affiliate of uh, The New American, uh, in fact, publishes The New American. And uh, they recently recently launched a grassroots effort uh, out through the mailing list and everything to encourage lawmakers to nullify these absurdities at the state level. Uh, rather than sitting back and being complacent, state legislators must take bold action to nullify any WHO agreement. Okay, so they sent that out to uh, members and activists across the country, and uh, they actually uh, compared it to what the state of Alabama did with that Agenda 21, the UN Agreement on Sustainable Development. Uh, the state of Alabama, in fact, unanimously, their House of Representatives unanimously passed a law banning the implementation of this disastrous UN agreement in the state of Alabama fantastic piece of legislation. And now states can do the same thing with this WHO power grab. All your state has to do is get a law passed that says no state, county, or local health official, law enforcement officer, or any other government employee may participate in any way in the enforcement of these insane powers being usurped by the World Health Organization. And in fact, have a duty to resist these insane power grabs. That's all you got to do, folks. Have your governor sign it and presto. Uh, in fact, you really shouldn't even have to do that because these are so obviously unconstitutional that just obeying orders is not going to be an excuse, right? Every one of these people takes an oath to defend the Constitution. The Constitution does not allow this. Therefore, no state should be enforcing this. And guess what, folks? The federal government doesn't have enough people to enforce this madness without being able to hijack our state and local governments. So, folks, get in touch with your lawmakers. You can uh, find in the show notes below the link to easily contact your state lawmakers, your contact your state representative, your state senator. Uh, if you're in Nebraska, contact your state senator. Also, contact your member of Congress. Tell them to start making Making noise about this. Defund this. This is crazy, folks. Uh, we have got to stop this. Now, um, 
ultimately, we need to do more than just stop this latest power grab by the UN. Uh, the UN will come back with more power grabs. And so ultimately, we need to get out of the UN entirely. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to interview Congressman Thomas Massey uh, a few years ago for the New American Magazine. He's a regular guest on our programs here. And um, I asked him about this. He was a sponsor of a great bill, uh, the uh, American Sovereignty Restoration Act. And uh, what this bill does is uh, it removes the United States from UN membership. It kicks the headquarters of the Dictators Club off of our soil. It gets us out of all of the UN's affiliated agencies like the World Health Organization, and it returns all sovereignty to the American people and their elected representatives. So that's obviously got to be the goal. Uh, derailing this latest WHO power grab uh, is not going to be enough to neutralize the constant and ever-growing threat of globalism and tyranny, but it'll be a good start, and maybe fully restoring our sovereignty can be the next step after defeating this insane power grab, this insane attack on humanity by the World Health Organization. Let's let this attack on all of us be the catalyst that turns the tide and ends this totalitarian madness once and for all. We're all out of time, folks, but I do want to thank you for tuning in. I want to encourage you again to go to thenewamerican.com. You'll find articles on this. You'll find all of our interviews with leading experts from around the world, doctors, scientists, epidemiologists, and so many others. Go to thenewamerican.com, sign up for our magazine, and uh, support us in any way you can. And more importantly, folks, get this information out, right? Uh, share this with your friends, with your family, with your congressmen, with your legislators. We have got to stop this crazy agenda or our children will grow up to be slaves. It's really that simple, folks. Thanks for watching. I'm Alex Newman. This is Behind the Deep State for the New American Magazine. Till next time, God bless you all. If you enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe, hit like, hit that little bell so that you'll be notified whenever we post new videos. And also, please make sure to share this video with your friends. Email is a great way to do it. Remember, there are powerful forces working to steal our freedom and destroy our country. We need to work together, expose those behind the deep state. Otherwise, you can kiss your liberties goodbye.